Four-year-old Tristan Buddy Myers disappeared from his rural Sampson County home nearly a decade ago. His disappearance unfolded just months after the boy came to live with relatives here in North Carolina. Roseboro residents and investigators still hold out hope they will find out what happened. The blonde-haired, blue-eyed little boy was a typical four-year-old full of energy and life. Myers was last seen at his home in Roseboro. That's between Raleigh and Wilmington. And in this small town, Buddy was all anyone was talking about. But what happened to Myers is still a mystery. Investigators say Myers wandered off before, but this time was different. He and his aunt dozed off for a nap, but when she awoke, the little boy was gone. And because of the incident the week before, she had actually put a buzzer on the back door. Um, she did not hear the buzzer that day um, and, and really doesn't know what happened, but he did vanish and so did the dogs. The boy's dogs found their way home days later clean and fed. I felt at that time those dogs should have been taken forensically to find out where they had been at to maybe give us some indication of where Tristan might have been or still be at. Myers remains missing. Myers was last seen wearing a black t-shirt, blue jeans and white tennis shoes. He also has a noticeable scar on the left side of his neck. And 10 years later, most hold out hope that one day they will know what happened. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Crack House Chronicles. I am Donnie, your host. And with me is a man that says, since it's almost Easter, he wants to give a shout out to all his peeps. Oh, it's Dale. I love me some peeps, man. That's it. I can't wait. It'll be actually to be after Easter when you hear this. But Marshmallows and sugar. I love that shit. How good is that? Yeah. A lot of people hate on some peeps, but I like a good peep. You got any shout outs for our regular peeps? <laughs> we do have a few. I'd like to give a shout out to uh, AC. That's the letters AC. No idea who that is, but they gave us a, a, a five not, star review. Not DC, but AC. Yeah, the other half. Okay. The front half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no comment. Anyway, they gave us a nice uh, rating review on Audible. Give us a five star. You Thank know, you, AC. Some, some really, really kind words. We appreciate that so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, like to uh, give a shout out to our buddy Kelly Navy. Over on Instagram, she gave us a real nice comment on, on some stuff we did. And uh, you guys go check her out. She does a podcast called uh, Carolina Crime whenever she gets a chance. She's working a lot, so she don't drop a lot of episodes, but they're always really good. And we like to just pop off a few names here of some of our Facebook friends. Um, Haley Bircher, uh, Victoria Dameron, Tim Michaels, Leanne Davenport, and everybody else who helped push us over 1,000 likes this past week. 1,000 likes on Facebook. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it is. Pretty good stuff, man. Yeah, pretty good stuff, man. So what we got going on, sir? We have a North Carolina case this week, and this is the case of Tristan Allen Myers. Buddy. But he went by Buddy. <laughs> well, I guess he didn't went by it. That's what they That's what they named. That's him. what they called him, yeah. They put him on. Yeah. But we're going to call him Buddy in this episode. Okay. Because that's, that's a pretty cool name. Buddy. Yeah. All right, now, Buddy was born on July 16th, 1996, in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Yes. Now, Buddy's mother, her name was Raven, and at the time of Buddy's birth, she was 15 years old. Hmm. Yeah. It wasn't a good start for Buddy at all. No. No. And I think the law in Mississippi is 15-year-old cannot have custody of a child. Is right, that- yeah, couldn't be guardian or custody. Even if guarding or have custody, Ooh. even if it's their own child, they can't have custody of their own kid. Well, I don't know. That, they were just saying, you know, that this motherhood stuff wasn't really cut out for her. She give it a shot, and, and she was kind of like, and eh, I think she had some problems, you know, or 
and I don't know, she was young and had a lot of habits, let's say. Yeah. And then so she was going to give uh, her parents they had gotten custody of a buddy. Yeah. But it was also said that that was the law of Mississippi. So if you live in Mississippi and you got any idea, shoot us up something to straighten that out because it's kind of weird if you can't have custody of your own child that is crazy <laughs> but now she didn't know who the daddy of buddy was nope it's, she even reported that it could be up to four to five different guys yeah take your pick yeah spin so, the wheel make the deal yeah she, i believe i'd have had somebody tested or something down the road yeah i don't know pretty, yeah. pretty wild so like i said she was she was pretty wild and had a lot of habits yeah but Buddy, like we said, went into custody of her parents, whose names were Robert and Sally Myers. And they weren't the best of guardians at all. No. No. They were bad to drink. Yeah. One time when uh, Buddy was outside, I think Raven's dad was working on a car or something. Yep. And he'd been drinking that day, fixing the car up. And I don't know. It had been reported different ways. That, yeah, it's a lot of, two or three different versions of this. That the car somehow got out of control or he was actually in the car yeah well it moved it rolled back yeah so one says you know he had been working on it and got in to crank it up to move it to do whatever and the other one's like had made it sound like it had rolled back on both of them but i don't think that was the case yeah. i think he was in the car but at any rate buddy well, buddy was behind the car yeah and he got hit by the car. He got hit, and he had to get run over some somewhat. Yeah, exactly. Because he had burns. So that would say that the car had to be running, so it would be hot. He had second-degree burns. Yeah, it was like on his neck and side of his face, I think. And mm-hmm. he had a, a big laceration on top of his head and uh, a broken leg. A broken leg. Yeah. Now, and then another thing that I read, which is kind of, I don't know, it was kind of weird. He said that uh, he didn't even realize he had, he had run over the kid until he walked up all covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Well, if his legs broke as bad as they say it was, but I don't think he was going to come walking up. No. He, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of conflict of information here. Yeah. But anyway, he still got hurt with a broken leg and had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Yes. And, and a neighbor, I think, took them both to the hospital. Yeah. But Raven's dad, he got he got busted for some stuff because of that. He got well, a, Yeah, it was kind of crazy because they, they classified it as an, uh, an accident but still charging with DWI. And negligence of a child or something. Yeah, a first degree of vehicular negligence causing injury and cruelty to a juvenile. Yeah. All that he was charged with, but it was still classified as an accident. So how in the hell does that work? I don't know how that works. That's I guess that's a Mississippi law. I guess that's another one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> it explains as good as anything. But, you know, like we said, it wasn't good for Buddy at all because, you know, they weren't the best of guardians for little Buddy at right. all. Right. No. And at one point, Raven's mother, who had custody of Buddy, she developed cirrhosis of the liver. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad stage of it. And he was having to take care of her and couldn't manage keeping a little Buddy. Yeah, this is about 2000. Yeah, year 2000. Yeah. And this was when they called their their relatives in Roseboro, North Carolina. Right. Yeah, yeah the accident was in 1999, and that's when he was three. So, and then this would be the next year. Yeah. And it, there was also conflicting information here, too, because one said liver cancer, one said cirrhosis, one said liver disease. Yeah. So, it was a, a liver problem, and it was pretty bad. She, so, was, she was pretty much bedridden, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, in August of 2000, this was when John and Donna Myers, they were relatives to Buddy. They were, I guess, his great aunt and uncle. 
So it was, I think, it was it's his brother, right? Yes, it was his, his brother. His brother and his wife. Or, yep. Yeah. They had grandchildren, and they lived in a, a pretty rural area yes. out in the country. Wasn't much traffic on the road, uh, farmland, pretty much as far as you could see. Yeah, a lot of space for a pretty energetic young man to be running around. Yeah. Like you said, he had, they had other grandkids that he could play with and stuff. And then they really didn't know much more about little buddy except for they said he was a pretty good kid and and that's about it really. they, were, they were welcoming him in so yeah so they decided they talked it over between them you know themselves and decided that they would do it yeah so john went to louisiana to get buddy mm-hmm. uh, i think he spent the night there and drove back the next day with him that's right and he only had like a, a little suitcase with just a few changes of clothes yeah so he pulled up he had a little backpack with like three changes yeah yeah that's about all he had pitiful pitiful yep and on the way back I guess he got to learning about Buddy and different things, and I guess he learned that he couldn't talk too plain. Right. He had a lisp. He had a speech impediment. And it, well, really, he couldn't say a whole lot, you know, just a couple of words because he was kind of slow. It was just kind of yeah. feeling them out as they come back. And then, you know, they formed a little bond, I'm sure, you know, coming back a long drive like that, you know, mm-hmm. just talking and stuff. But, yeah, this little boy, he didn't really have much of a chance. And just keep in mind, Buddy was four at this time. Yep. And not being able to talk or – Hold a conversation. Right. So he was he was very behind. Yes. In the short time that he was with the John and Donna, he got to acting out a little bit. Yes. He would uh, scratch himself, bite himself. Mm-hmm. He was going to take him out on the other little kids. I mean, things were okay for a while, but I think maybe he got to missing his only real mother figure in you know the lady that was that had the heart the liver disease yeah so maybe it was just lashing out a little bit for that reason could have been but you know i think um they took him to see if they could figure out what was wrong with him didn't they? yeah they took him to a, a psychiatric for a psychiatric evaluation right i think he stayed there for about a week and you know it was because of his limited vocabulary and pretty much inconclusive of what was wrong with him yeah because he couldn't really get much communication yeah pretty much the Decided he was just ADHD, I think. Yeah. And I think that's just a, a label, a cover. Yeah. Covers a lot of things. We don't know. We say it's this. Is that what basically, basically say we don't know. Uh, that's pretty much this, what it is. This yeah. is what it is, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it did say that he was he was behind, like you said, you know, mentally and physically. They did say that, you know, he was, you know, pretty slow. Mm-hmm. But Buddy did like the, the area they lived in. He liked the... The wide open space. Yep. And they had uh, several pets that he could play with. They had a dog yep. that he got to play with some. And right. I, there was one night, I think they woke up in the middle of the night, and Buddy was trying to give the dog a bath. Yeah, well, I think they had a couple of dogs because they must have had two in the house, and then they already bought, and then they bought him his own dog. They bought him that, that Doberman puppy. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but they... Um, Woke up and found him in the middle of the night trying to give that dog a bath. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, that's, yeah. But he had it in a shower or the tub or something. And when they got in there, the dog was dead. Yeah, later it said Donna said that she had had seen him and that he had the dog by the neck, you know, shaking it violently. Yeah. So whether he's maybe he said he was giving him a bath or we don't really know what's going on. But said later they found some of the dog's teeth in the in the bathtub. So. Something was getting smashed around a little bit. Yeah. Maybe he's trying to wake him back up. Good man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because, you know, even later after this, you know, they they bear, had went out and buried the dog, you know, and, and he was out there. He wanted to go dig the dog back up, 
he wanted to take him to the doctor and get it fixed. So, yeah. like, he didn't really have no concept of what was going on. He didn't know the difference. Yeah. He didn't know dead was dead for a long time. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was pretty wild. Yep. Yeah. But Buddy, during all this time, he would wonder. Yeah. There was one occasion that uh, a neighbor found him in a side ditch. It was about 100 yards from the house. They just sitting there playing in the side ditch, and they didn't know where he'd gotten to. Yeah, didn't even know he went out. Yeah. Yeah, there was, I think there was another time that he had snuck out, and he was, kept sneaking out the back door, and he went to see the neighbors had horses. He had walked away or however far that was to see their horses. Yeah, he was fascinated with the horses. Yeah, so they decided to put a buzzer on the back door, so anytime he opened the door, a loud buzzer would go off, let them know he had went outside. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just a little fella. He's only three foot tall, you know, 38 pounds. Yeah. Buddy had been there with the Myers for about 55 days, I think. Yep. After moving from Louisiana. Yeah, so that wasn't too long. Two yeah. months, maybe. Yeah. And they had went into town to do some things, do some shopping and run some errands, and she had bought him some wrestling action figures. Yeah. He, he really liked wrestling. He did. I can't blame him. I have a lot of action figures myself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I said, they went into town and uh, got back home, and I think they were both tired from their day out. Right. And she put him a movie in. Barney, man. Barney? Yeah. Oh, Barney. Okay. Barney video. Yeah, she put him a Barney video in the, I guess, the VCR, the DVD or something, and just lay him down on the floor, I guess, to rest. And she was going to stretch back on the couch to take a nap. Right. I've seen interviews with her, and I've read stuff that she don't remember how long she was asleep. Right. But she remembers waking up the phone ringing. Yeah. Kind of, you know how that is when you doze off on the couch and the phone ringing, and you just jump straight up. Yeah. But it was John, her husband, calling just to check on them, see how everything was going. Right. And when she looked around, Buddy wasn't in the house. Right. Well, she didn't see him right there in front of her. You know, he was like a little, we call it like a little pallet on the floor. Where yeah. He had said he, would, he had fallen asleep with his wrestling figure laying on his chest or whatever. And so when she looked down, nobody, he wasn't there. No. So she was kind of like, oh, shit. Yeah, so she got to run outside, got to run around trying to find it. And then she noticed that the little three-legged chihuahua was missing as well yeah. that stayed in the house. Mm-hmm. What was the name, Bucky? Uh, Bucky. Yeah. And then when she got outside looking around, the little Doberman wasn't in his kennel outside either, mm-hmm. Sasha. Yeah. So so she's like, hmm. So she knew that he had got up and, and walked off. Yeah. But apparently he went out the front door because the buzzer didn't wake her up. So he got out somehow or another. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't have a buzzer on the front door then. Well, I guess he never would use the front door. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he got gone. Yeah, somehow. And, and with two dogs, two little dogs in tow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Said, you know, it really wasn't a – she when she got up and got to panicking and noticed he was gone, she ran outside and looked around pretty much everywhere she could think to look, and then she called her, her uh, daughter-in-law. And she rushed over to help look. And when they, they said it was probably about an hour that they looked, and then they decided to call authorities. Yeah. And as soon as they, they called, they were coming, come in on him. And then they all just knew that they was going to find him in no time because, you know, him being so small, how far can you get in an hour? You know, yeah, really exactly. Just with the two dogs, you know, just not really as far as you're not trying to leave. So you're not like you're, you know, straight away going fast. You're probably just out exploring what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. So he's he's around here somewhere, you know. Like, like he would. He always wandered off. Right. But he was just sort of close by all the time. Mm-hmm. But the sheriff did come in. He pulled out all the stops using dogs and state-of-the-art tracking equipment. Mm-hmm. And they searched the land and air and law enforcement and military and civilian volunteers. Yeah, within the next, what, couple of days or so. Yeah. Really, yeah. And I think it was how many? 
three thousand people. Yeah, it, uh, the biggest, you know, the biggest number of whatever at one time is like three thousand people looking for it. Yep. And just keep in mind, this Roseboro, North Carolina, is it's located between Raleigh and Wilmington. Yeah. And this is farm country. Yeah. So it's out of the middle of nowhere. Really. Yeah. Yeah. They lived on Microwave Tower Road. Yeah, I think that's pretty much real spacious farmland. Yeah. But nothing ever came of Buddy. They never didn't find anything, Dale. No. No, and they was just about ready to, to pack it up, you know, because they just don't know what's going on. And it'd been, it'd been four or five days and they had nothing. Yeah. You know, with all that manpower, you know, several helicopters were using, actually using infrared scanners looking for, you know, his heat. Uh, heat signature. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. They were looking for that. And then, so they just didn't find anything. Yep. Now, this was in 2000 when Buddy went missing. Yep, October the 5th. So on the 10th, which is five days later, the little chihuahua showed up. Buck. Yes. Just out of the blue. She'd come out of the woods. So everybody's like, oh, man. So, you know, renewed hope, right? So they all get fired back up, go into the woods and, and looking for him. You know, he's got to be here somewhere. And there's nothing. And then exactly five days later, Sasha shows up. The little Doberman The little Doberman puppy, yeah. He shows up, so same thing. So as soon as they're about ready to pack it in and and just, you know, we don't know what's going on. We can't can't keep up all this manpower, you know, for for nothing. We've, you know, looked everywhere. And then New Hope arrives once again. Yep. One place I heard that they they tested the dogs and another place they didn't because the dogs, when they came back, they were pretty healthy looking. They'd been fed and taken care of. Well, yeah, at least they looked like they had been. Yeah. Said they weren't eat up with ticks and fleas and stuff like that, like you would think they would be. Been roaming through the woods. Been in the woods for 10 days, you know. But, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm the same as you. Some uh, some said that they uh, they checked into it, some didn't, and they didn't give much detail. But I was thinking they did say they checked contents of their stomachs and stuff, but I don't know Just how Just to you be know. able to try to find out where they came from, what they'd ate. I don't know how you do that. I don't either. Super mad. Now, jumping just a little bit ahead to 2003, there was a seven-year-old boy left at a hospital in Chicago, Illinois, at the Illinois Department of Children and Family Services. And this little boy, his name was Eli Quick. Thanks a lot, Harry. Also in the news this morning, it appears less and less likely that a six-year-old boy in the Chicago area is the same child who disappeared in North Carolina more than two years ago. CBS News correspondent Bobby Harley is in Roseboro, North Carolina, where the missing boy's family is waiting for final word. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Hannah. Well, the FBI has told CBS News that they expect the results of a DNA test back today, finally determining whether or not this North Carolina family's two-and-a-half-year-old nightmare is over. The Myers family seems so sure this boy found in Illinois was their missing child buddy. But initial tests of blood types, dental records, even interviews with the child gave authorities no proof he had a connection to the North Carolina boy. I'm just waiting for an answer. No matter how long it is, it's too long. Buddy's been missing for more than two years. It's been two weeks since Eli Quick became this family's focus. He was taken into protective custody by Illinois officials who saw similarities between him and Buddy Myers. But this man says he's Eli Quick's father. If I could get my little boy back, it's looking great. You know, we want to just live life again. The FBI will only say Quick has not been charged with anything in this case and has cooperated fully. And the only conclusive evidence of who Eli is can be made with DNA. 
Even with little to go on, in North Carolina, there's still hope it's Buddy. He loves wrestling, things like that. The Myers family has set out action figures, pictures, even one of Buddy Myers' own paintings, praying they'll soon welcome him home. And the Myers family say they will not give up hope, even with the disheartening test results they've received so far, until they get the results of that DNA test, which again are expected later on today. Hannah? CBS's Bobby Harley, thanks. Now, this story drew a national attention because the authorities investigated that he was possibly Buddy Myers right. from North Carolina because they had found that he had some of the same injuries. A lot of weird stuff here. Yeah, he had a uh, scar on his head and neck yep, that like matched muscles. Buddy's. Yep. He had a, a broken leg in the same place that matched Buddy's. The same leg. Yes. Yeah. And some of the same burn marks. Right. It, it was really, really freaky. Yeah. And they looked really similar. And it even looked like, you know, age progression that Buddy would look like. Yes. After a couple of years. But they did determine that this little boy, they done DNA, and this little boy, it, it turned out his name was Timothy Robert Trandall. Right. And he was the son of Laura Ann Trandall of Anna, Illinois. Crazy. Now, it was according to the Chicago Sun-Times that Laura Ann Trandall was a convicted prostitute who had six children, including Timothy. And her sister, Sherry, was already raising three of Laura's children and had said she also wanted to raise Timothy. But there was a guy by the name of Ricky Quick who had took him to the hospital for behavior problems. Yes. But hospital employees called the Child Protective Services after noticing how pretty much unhealthy he was. Yeah, it was like he hadn't taken a bath in a long time and all his clothes were really oversized and it just it just didn't look right. Yeah, the yeah. whole situation didn't look right. Yeah. And then the guy kept saying, well, if you can't help him, I'm just going to leave him here because, you know, his, his problems, whatever, his behavior, I just can't deal with it. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, that's kind of weird. You know, <laughs> parents can say that. But they did test and it showed that, the, that uh, he was not Ricky Quick's biological son. Right. But Quick did say that a prostitute named Laura gave him the boy. Yeah. So what the heck? Yeah, it's kind of wild. But now Ricky Quick raised Timothy, believing him to be his own son. So you're saying he had a habit with a friend and he thought that was his, his kid? I guess. Gotcha. But they did determine that he was not his kid. Yeah, it was kind of wild when they first was doing the DNA stuff to see if it was Buddy. They just told me, you know, it would take a long time to get back. And then they tried to do dental and uh, do uh, blood typing and all that stuff kept coming back inconclusive. So... The really the you know they were really getting their hopes up that this really was going to be buddy but it turned out it was not mm -hmm. so another heartbreak but now this laura trandall you know she says she is no longer a prostitute and they're not sure of her current whereabouts and that eli's bio biological father is a cross-country truck driver who took no interest in timothy so who got him uh her sister sherry so the quick guy get he's out altogether yeah, he's out altogether jumping ahead just a little bit more uh, Sally Myers, who was the mother of Raven, which is Buddy's mom, she died of liver complications. Right. And then it was sometime later that Buddy's mother, Raven, was killed yes. in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Kind of a freak accident. Yeah, she was jumping out of a car, a moving vehicle. She'd been in a fuss with somebody. and yeah. It was on a pickup truck. Yeah, and she was determined to get back to fuss with somebody, and she jumped out and hit her head on the pavement and... 
died on the operating table. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird about that. I wonder why she was in Fayetteville. I don't know. You know, because she was a Mississippi girl. Yeah. And I don't know. That's just when I when I when I went, I went across that, I was like, that's kind of odd. Why, why was she even doing in Fayetteville? I don't know. But that's where she was at when she died. Now, there was a time in 2015 when investigators in Virginia found a woman that said her son's best friend looked like Buddy. And before investigators could get there, the family had moved to Arkansas and the search began again. Hmm. And the mother in Virginia sent a picture of the boy and bells went off and said, they said he really looked like Buddy, but it was a dead end. Hmm. So I guess it wasn't him? They, they, didn't, they didn't find him. Oh, really? Mm-mm, they didn't find him. But that's pretty much the case of Buddy Myers. Now, at the time of his disappearance, he was wearing a black T-shirt, blue jeans, and white Mickey Mouse sneakers. Yeah, black Carolina Panthers T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's reported by the Charlie Project website that he may require medical attention, particularly psychiatric attention, because he had several behavior problems at the time of his disappearance and was uh, also thought to be suffering from attention deficit disorder. Yeah, it's pretty sad, man. This this little dude didn't have a chance, really. No, not from the get go. But you know, I don't know. There's a lot of, I don't know, a lot of stuff that don't really make a lot of sense to me. But he seemed like to have a, had a good situation with uh, John and Donna Myers. Yeah, they were trying. Yeah, they were. They were good people, I think. Seems that way, but you know, it's kind of odd that they're out in the middle of nowhere, you know, and he just walks off and he's gone. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not like you're in town or he walked back and forth to school or. Where you have a lot of uh, so-called predators, you know. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. It's kind of odd to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't think that uh, that Donna had anything to do with. It. I think you mean you've seen plenty of stuff we saw watched on the TV with her, and I think she's pretty sincere. Yeah, I think she feels pretty bad, and they have they have festivals all the time, and she's all the time putting out pictures of Buddy and. Um, All his wrestling figures and stuff. And, you know, it's still an ongoing case, I think, with uh, Detective Chris Godwin. You know, he he basically says it's not a cold case, and we're still looking. It's still an active investigation, but I don't know what they've found or, if anything, in, in quite some time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 pretty pretty sad. Yep. Has it been reported, too, that, you know, they thought maybe Buddy had drowned, and if he'd have drowned, you know, wouldn't the dogs have come home immediately? been maybe wet or muddy or something or something man yeah you know, it looked like but they look very clean yeah and it's kind of odd to me about the dogs why five days apart you know it's yeah. like it was five days since he left one came back and exactly five days later the other one came back so and you know these talk these two dogs knew each other you know dogs that know each other they'll stick together usually yeah so yeah. why you know it's kind of weird it's like somebody had them and then let one go and let the other one go or something. It just stuff goes through your mind. Yeah. So it's really kind of weird to me, you know, and they even went in and checked a bunch of swamps and stuff like that. Even I think they've even went as far as Florida checking places where they've heard stuff, but nothing has ever come up at all. Mm-mm. It's just really strange. Yep. Sampson County Sheriff's Office is the leading investigating agency. And if anyone has any information, they can call 910 592 4141. Yeah, and uh, Buddy would be 24 today. Yeah, he'd be 24 years old today. So, you know, maybe he's still out there where we, we have hope for him, but it's just a really strange case that you're watching Barney fall asleep on the couch, wake up, and that's it. But never hear or anything again. Yeah. But just in a nutshell, the authorities believe uh, Buddy was probably either abducted by a stranger 
or fell into a pond and drowned. One you, of the two. Well, you'd think he would show up eventually because, you know, in North Carolina, it's not like there's gators out there are going to eat him. Not, well, not really uh, that. I don't know. That's pretty much, I don't know. I wouldn't think. No. Not, well, you know, I mean, I, I've never been there, but, um, you know. And, they, you know, they said that they did actually find well, the action figure or one of them in the woods at some point. They tried to, you know, to uh, get some evidence off of it, but it was – it had been there too long by the time they found it. It had been weathered, you know, and stuff. So it kind of tells you that he did go that way, whether it forced or not. Mm-hmm. So he had went into the woods or wherever, whichever way that they were searching. But nothing ever came from it. You yep. know, they didn't get no, no more information. But, you know, it's just another piece. But so, you know, he didn't walk out the front door and somebody threw him in the car. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, this rural area, what's the chances of somebody coming by with a four-year-old out in the yard? Yeah, and just happened to be somebody that wants to pick up a kid, right? And it's not like they had time to, you know, as far as stalking a kid. You know how people would. Well, I don't know. Hell, I ain't a predator, but you know, people see see people, and then you know how that works. They, you know, map it out and figure out how they're going to do it. He's only been there fifty five days, mm-hmm. so it's not like they knew. Well, I mean, I guess you could know in fifty five days, but it's not like it's someone you had your eye on for a long time. Somebody you can plot to kidnap. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and knowing his great aunt was asleep in the house right so i don't know i think i think he just wandered off and maybe fell in a well or something yeah all right dale that is the case of tristan allen buddy myers little buddy yep all right we're gonna get out of here let's roll man we want everyone to be safe be careful and always be aware of your surroundings Because the next episode could be about you. This is The The Crack Crack House Chronicles. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.